Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. Another wonderful episode. We have the man, the myth, the legend in studio. A true tonight. legend. A true legend. A true South Philly legend <laughs> wearing number 12. Number 12 in your programs, number, number one, one in, in your, your hearts. hearts. <laughs> Steve Rinaldi. Steve Rinaldi. <laughs> From Yo Dom. How are you? What's up, brother? That was such a bullshit intro. <laughs> oh, thank you. How would you have done How would you have done How would you have done Write your own Neil, obituary. Did you, did you do the graphics for this, Neil? Very nice. Neil, Neil does I a did. good job. Thanks. You Thanks, care produce Neil. I like the show. Very cool to hang out. Yeah? That's a bullshit. That's in a here. bullshit. I yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I, haven't, I haven't been in you here You mailed in that in. I haven't been in here in a while, so I used to do a podcast in here. Me and Mike Adams did uh, ball, break. ball breaking with Mike and Steve, and then- you know, Mike uh, moved to Florida, and I met Dom Herrera. <laughs> <laughs> I think you made out. Think all about right. how crazy that sounds. <laughs> That's so crazy. But I uh, now I do the podcast. That's with what Dom. made Mike go to Florida. <laughs> What's that? You got no. a new friend, and no, Mike's like, no. "I'm going to Florida." No, no, that's not what happened at all. But well, we are glad you're here with us. You know, because we're like a couple of dads, man. Would you imagine you have been a dad if somebody talked to you five years ago and said, "Yo, man." You're going to be a dad. What would you have said? People still don't believe it when I tell them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they'd say, I, 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 I don't know. But, well, but, you know, like we were talking in the car and I was saying before we started taping, like I'm making all these unconscious adjustments in my life and then you don't realize it till you're around people that don't know you to be logical that you're like doing the right thing. It's crazy. <laughs> like car decisions stopping drinking after a couple like i never i didn't think about things like that that's right but yeah. the fact that my daughter's gonna wake up and cry in the morning and i'd rather gonna... not do that hungover because what ends up oh, happening fuck, is i got my balls twisted and then i'll start fighting with my wife like i don't now i'm i think no, I'll have I i'll have one with you guys after this parenting hungover is fucking almost impossible almost impossible yeah. <sighs> Some people could do it. They're not doing it well. I'm, I'm, see, I'm really, I feel like I'm a normal person, but if I don't have good amount, if I don't get my six to seven hours and two cups of black coffee, I am so off my game <laughs> at so many <laughs> levels. Like, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a terrible human being. I am a, I'm not, a, I'm a nasty person. Yeah. Well, it's, I think you need sleep. You need sleep. Now, sleep. are you sleeping by like just you and your wife or to like, the little one pops I, in. Or? Well, me and my wife, yeah, we sleep together. You know, we Congratulations. Get fucking three. Oh, yeah, I hope so. I separate, I separate, do it for 30. Separate three. bedrooms, yeah, yeah. man. This is like no, that. Well, well, the baby still sleeps in the room. That's what I mean. That's so. uh, a, bit, a constant fight in an argument right now. Because you want, the, you want the baby extracted? Yeah, well, we're, we're, no, <laughs> no. We're, I kind of feel like we're still newlyweds because we got we got married in 2021 and okay you know we had the baby and it's like the baby's 18 months i feel like she should be in her room and my wife still wants the baby to the crib to be in the bedroom and so it's oh, like, but it's not in the bed with you they just end up no, it's just like yeah yeah it's, it's oh, along fine. the wall yeah so like 
where you're at, the baby's yeah, sleeps, dude, and we're right here. That's, that's pretty, cool. pretty nice. But like, I'm, I, I was never like, you know how like in college when you would be. I, I don't. Did you both go to college? Yes. Everybody went to college. So, yeah. like, uh, we fortunate. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. well, this is what I'm saying. Like, you share. You have roommates. One person has a bed here, or there's a couch, or whatever the case may be, and you hook up with people, and people <laughs> are in the room, right? And like people, that's right. It, it's like during, Jersey Shore. Well, college yeah. that happened. That was normal. That never was easy for me to like oh. hook up, like. PDA at any level, yeah, to one mostly. extreme to the other. I was never. A, I'm not a good public peer. Like I don't like. <laughs> yeah. I don't like peeing at a urinal if you're next to Which me. Which is weird for a South Philly guy, right? Well, <laughs> no, no. Listen, I'm comfortable down there, but I just I don't like the pressure of you breathing next to me, or I, it's just odd. I, I'm the guy that waits. For the toilet seat. Oh, you go into the thing. I oh, go in shit. there. I drop my pants down to my ankles, air everything out, and piss, shake, do everything. So, like, the fact that my daughter is there, and and I know she don't know what's going on. Oh, but we but have to a, make a love with thing. my- It's a sexual thing. I, it, it, I'm not doing well with that. Do you think I'm you're like? Be, do you think? <laughs> do you think you're like being a bad parent because you're like doing that in the same room? And well, she's it's like, it's on my conscience. Okay. It's on my, I know she don't know what's going on, but it's it's on my conscience. Were you that way with pregnancy sex? Oh shit! We're in too it. far too soon. <laughs> no, 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 that's no. That's a, great, that's, that's, that's a great point. Like like in uh, You're like, knocked up when when yeah. Seth Rogen's on top. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, am I hurting the baby? <laughs> yeah. No, I never thought like that. Okay, I right. never thought like that. That's but interesting. The, but another person in the room. I mean, I get it. Like, how long did your kids stay in the room when you were with my i mean they stay in the i mean heck like even now the kids still crawl in the like one of them's in there at some point in the night uh like jumps in the bed right in the bed now i'm I'm non-custodial so i don't have to deal with those pressures we have a king-size bed so that there's enough room you know, and I've been married. You know, we've been married, and you let them work. stay there. But yeah, and but that, they come in like in the like three in the morning used, and stay till the stay yeah, till the sun well, comes and, up. Yeah, well, and and sometimes they sometimes it's like all right, she's just gonna sleep. I'll take her up early and read. We'll read, and then she'll just like fall asleep there. And then you carry her to her bed. Well, actually, I don't. Now I just let her stay there. <laughs> yeah. I I had such a hang up about it early on, and I was like, yeah, we gotta like. But that's such a. Uh, a thing that's not real like you, you know there's this whole concept of like you don't really have to kick him out like we had a vishnu uh vaco is a comic on new york i know him i met him and uh backstage at russell he, Peters. he was guy. telling yeah. us yeah. about that's what him. his family is do- does and what he still does where like it was very common in india to like put the mattresses on the roof like when it was like really hot and have like and the whole family would just have one big party and everybody sleeps like a big slumber party on the roof and that was like a super common thing so he's like you know he's like we don't like mess with it like we we love that they want to be with us and so there's going to be days when there's going to be a time when they don't want to be with you anymore so now my philosophy has shifted and i'm like you know what I want all the snuggles because the snuggle the snuggles stop. are running out. They're, They're gonna, gonna run out. But his is so, purely sexual. Yours is purely sexual. Yours is purely you don't want to be doing it with your kid in the room. That's purely the thing, right? But he th- also yeah. thinks they should be in their room, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, and 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 to cater my daughter right now is is like friggin' she's in the Teletubbies and so, and you gotta like 
I, I'm increasing the volume on this shit while we're the, the things like giggling and I'm, you're like, I'm, it's like <laughs> while I'm feeling up my wife, like it's just it, the whole thing is it's just a a bizarre, awkward. It's like the Teletubbies uh, are cheering you on, Dada, Mama. Like it's just like, and I'm like, Mama. And then like sometimes we'll like navigate to another room in the house, and and I'm not trying to be hack at all, but like. I'll, you know, my wife will either come on to me or I'll come on to her. And then we, you hit something and it's like, it's like a horn. You hit into like a baby toy. <laughs> Where did that come from? And then the baby, it's like a snowball effect. It's, but, it's, it's a whole it's new like, rhythm that, that is of, a, of game. It's, that is a good point. You could just like go to a different room to start. Start and finish but there's in a different room. shit everywhere. Yeah. There's yeah. shit everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, sorry. God, Jay, my bad. No, I was gonna say I was gonna say that you know that never mind. It's done. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. Yeah, now. It's, but you yeah. got Neil. I was, I was gonna just something. gonna say it's the only time that like you know there are times in your life where you have to do hushed tones and make moves, night moves. You know, you're a teenager, right? And it's weird that you have to do it. You're like, I I own this house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, what am I doing? But yeah, it's that's pretty nuts. Well, her 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 son. I'm a I'm stepdad to an 11 year old, so. He's he's full time with us, and uh, you know he goes with his dad on the weekends. But like you know when he's in school or baseball, so I'm I'm dealing with that part of it too. Like I I became a husband, a father to a uh you know eleven year young 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 what's an eleven year old? Uh, they're tweens, tweens, nine. What's there has to be a word for that? Young teacher, pre adolescent. Yeah, and I have an eighteen month old daughter, so it's kind of like everything. Yeah, your life did like a straight whirlwind. Like you went from like South Philly Steve Rinaldi to like the father, the bonus father, and the husband, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't want it any other way. Was it, was any of that was so? I, it doesn't sound like any of that was part of your plan, like your life plan. Like I want to be a dad. I want to be a stepfather. I want, was that or did you just kind of like no? Fall I, into I, that I my my wife was the first single mom I've ever dated. Okay, like how how hard was that dating a single mother, or is it not that bad? Uh, probably it was probably. Uh, just my own issues like i i was real weird with i felt like and and this is just i think it's just uh a personal messed up cultural mindset on shit i felt that if i got involved with somebody that was a single mom with children and again this i don't agree with this at all now okay i went into it thinking that if it went somewhere that I would have to bring so much to the table on every level where I'm I gotta make sure I'm paying for everything and benefit like like I put this different mindset, like that old school logic of the man, like man where the house shit. It's that's just that old school All or Italian yeah. weird I th again I've outgrown that mm -hmm. and I don't agree with it. I think that's a bad way because most a lot of women want to create their own world. They don't yeah, want they do their own shit. Yeah, they don't right. want a man to step in and think that that's the that's the answer. They want a companion. They want someone to share their life with. They're not looking for a solution. Uh, and I remember I said something like that while we were dating, and, and like, my wife like shut me down. Nice in a 
it was like the first fight we ever had. I was like, oh, I didn't mean to disrespect you or anything. It's just, I feel like I'm not there yet. She was like, what the, she was like, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. You know, because yeah, I wanted to be, I want to, when you, when I feel like some people, when they fall in love with somebody and, and, a, and if there's a child involved and you do, do really care about them, I wanted to give them everything and more. Yeah. And I just felt like I wasn't capable of that. Did you know yeah. about the child from the get go? Like the minute you started looking yeah, at yeah. her I, and yeah, but I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know her family. I didn't know him. So yeah. no, but you knew that, that when you were like yeah. looking at this woman saying, "I'd love to take her out." You already knew it wasn't like a surprise, like second date. Hey, I have a kid. Yeah, you, you know what was really cool? She had a social media, but it was like no followers. And just pictures of her and her son at so like aquarium. What a lame! It was none of this. Yeah, it, no was, it was none of this. Yeah. yeah, it was none of. It was none of that. And my wife has she's she has very blessed. To do. She looks good, and there was none of that. And like my my lady, she don't even have a social media no more. Like that's not for the audio listeners. He was holding his bosom. Which is weird, showing I, cleavage. I wouldn't even date it. No, I'm just I'm joking. <laughs> um, but but here's like here's <laughs> so like when you went on the first date. So when you went on the first date, were you like thinking I could be a dad or ah, I'll have some fun and this will probably fizzle out? Or were you like okay if you could take if I go on date one. I need to be committed. I need to be ready because I could end up being someone's father, stepfather, what have you. We were friends first. You're just trying to get in her pants. No, 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 no. no. I wasn't. <laughs> no. I, 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 I never approached that situation like that with her. I respected because we were fr friends beforehand. Okay, that's right. That's good. So, so you uh, you were friends, and you're like, hey, maybe we could just like, grab a beer. Or yeah, started like that. Shit. Yeah. And then you started, you were hanging out as friends and it spiraled and then went in, not spiral, but it went into more or like, was it always on the table that it could go beyond it or was it really just like this organic, we're friends and now we're in a relationship? No, nah, just, just, there just started to be chemistry. Nice. And then I was like, oh my God, I, you know, th th this could be more. And I just started, and I was always very good at, and I think comedy does that for all of us. There's, we may not see it, all of us comics, but- we do have a different set of co confidence than most humans. That is, I would agree. Because we talk, even the lowest level of a comedian, open micer that's going out every night, so many people fear public speaking alone. It's so, like one of the right, biggest right, fears. Right. right, like every night you are doing something that most human beings would never do. Don't you feel like you audition and you interview better than most yeah, people i do yeah oh yeah job interviews yeah, yeah. even now i mean i He's always felt comfortable all the time right? i always felt comfortable speaking but it did it leveled me up you know when you get into that scenario and you're like wow i'm going out in front of these people especially when i would do like places where they weren't necessarily doing comedy and you're like oh it's a music <laughs> the music mic, mic. you know yeah. or it's like whatever or i once did a set for my uh wife's family at the family reunion oh and did like that was like one of the first times I did like an all clean set where I would like had to, and uh, and that was nerve wracking, you know. But I was like, you know what? It made me, it, yeah. I have a level of confidence now 
that I, w you know, even more. So I agree with you. I think that. I think I I probably bomb in front of my stepson more than anybody. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I was because he keeps it real. Does it? How does? How does what's your relationship like with him? Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, he's the, the like man. loves you to death. Oh, he's, he's the man. Yeah, yeah, and I'm very involved. It's a tough. It's we had very a, we cool. we talked recently. We had an episode a couple of weeks ago where we talked about bonus parents or step. You call them bonus parents around here. Oh, okay. <laughs> very woke. Yeah, I'm cool with that. His bonus whole guy over well, here because because my wife is a bonus. Is a, she calls a bonus mom. So, um, and it's I, I, it's got to be. I think for her for her she she did she does a really good job and she's great at it. But I'm sure she was probably a little fearful at first. Were you like shook up at all? Like, mm. no, I, I don't think so. I don't. No, I I was always good with I was good with kids, but I never. I never was I, I didn't have brothers and sisters. Uh so I'm an only child and I was always really close with friends growing up. Friends were everything. Like I'm still friends with my friends from grade school. Yeah. We're that's still awesome. we still hang out all the time. Yeah. I was in all their weddings. Um but uh I was the I was the kid in the neighborhood that was like an eighth grade or freshman year of high school. And like all the neighbors in the neighborhood that were like five years younger would would like knock for me to like play hockey with them or steady quarterback or pitch. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I guess yeah. I had that teacher mentorship yeah. quality yeah. in me. It was cool. He came out. I actually got to meet his uh, his stepson. He brought him out to to tuned up and oh uh, yeah. He actually did a set. The kid did. Oh nice. His, yeah. So. Uh, which is really cool because it was like cool that they were sharing something together. And then not only that, but that, you know, again, Steve was able to do comedy in front of him. We were in, I was able to, we had him go up early. So I went up and did a host set because I'm like, all right, we got to have someone that could do comedy that he could be there for. But yeah. then he got up and did his own thing and roasted the hell out of Steve. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah, I helped and him write cool. a little something. Nice. And it was fun. It was just, it was like a cool moment. It was like, you know, it's like you get to bond over whatever, but this was like, and and what a thing for him to get to do because going back to the confidence we were just talking about, like yeah. that that if I had been able to do that at eleven, like that's that's super cool. He um, when we first started uh, dating me and my wife, he knew me as you know her friend before she said, you know, this is mm -hmm. my boyfriend or whatever. But uh, he he knew I was a comedian. And she would send me like videos of him practicing, oh, like wow. like when we first started hanging yeah, out. Yeah, that's cool. And it was just like, oh my god, this is awesome. You know that that was like a really and and then you know as the relationship progressed, we got married, we all lived together. That was like a a thing that I was running by him for a while. But I was always like, I was like, you know, Roman, if you're gonna do this, you gotta approach it with plan because as much as you think it's fun because he watches like a lot of america's got talent like these yeah, young yeah. kids that go up there yeah and they kill because of proper editing and right. they don't know that there's like there's like a guy in the audience going like yeah, this yeah, if yeah, they're yeah. every joke and it's so that those shows are so they're very, they're very i try yeah. to explain to him it's not gonna you don't know if it's gonna be like that but that tuned up show that i brought him to it just so happened Everybody was into what Dude, he was they saying. Loved they it. knew me. Yeah. Oh, so he was like, so he had the kid going. was back. Yeah. They were all jokes about how I'm just a disgrace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it just, 
It vibed but out. It, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, so you could tell like you have to have a you have to have a relationship to mm-hmm. allow the roasting and good you know because that's all comes with having a really good relationship. So he's know, not important. into the arts now. He's all into baseball. Yeah. Well, yeah. My, you know. You're gonna say it's like yearly. It's gonna be like what's the new trend or and I'm sure baseball will stick for for like you know a long time if not. But like it's cool to see. That's a cool age. But it is. It's a tricky age because they start wanting to separate from their family now they want to start gaining a little independence they want to you know have a little bit of uh some leeway and slack and that can be a hard thing and you know and for you you're just arriving into the station at this juncture what i what i think's kind of interesting is when you want to be involved but they might be into something that you're not knowledgeable or good at Mm. like i don't know I am nowhere close to someone that's functional at baseball. <laughs> so, like, I I show up, I go, you know, I root them in, I ask a lot of questions, but I mean, yeah. I can't, I can't father a baseball player. I mean, look at me, I I go, I'm the guy that goes to the game, gets goes dollar dog night, like that's yeah. that's me. Like, I go to baseball games all right. day, but I mean, I'll bet the game. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not coaching it. Well, it's funny. Know? I think a lot. I think a lot step into that. I've even seen some like over the years of just teaching and being around sporting events at school. It's amazing for I think a lot of the dads that I saw take an interest in their daughters uh, playing sports because obviously sometimes those are sports that their dad never would have played. What I have a problem with is dads that coach a sport that they shouldn't be coaching. Yeah, get and the I, fuck and out. I, and of I'm yeah. paying money. I agree with you. Listen, man. I agree with you. Get out. I'm all about. Hey, one of you fathers have to step up and <laughs> and do something. I get that. You know what you do? You find somebody, you grease him, you give him a little bit of money that's good at it. You all put your money together and you get a you coach. Get a I agree with you. It's I like agree it's like co- it's like producing a comedy show. You need someone with the you credit. Need you need a headliner on stage. Bro, yeah. Yeah. come yeah. on. Listen. I agree with you. I agree with you because some some coaches are like. Well, I'm going to go back. First of all, I think it's good that she don't know about the sport. I, I do. You ever? Because the other thing, just like the da- the dad who doesn't know how to coach, don't you hate the 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 parent or the mom or dad who's over coaching in the side of the bleach? It's like, oh, your hands are too slow. Get your. Hands. It's like fucking relax. Yeah. And the other thing is the coaches who don't know what to. I get it. Like they got some free time so they can be there, but you're paying money. You want the child to learn about the game. You want them to excel. You want them to like it. And it's not easy being a coach on that level, and they need better people out well, there. Well, I seen the difference when he first started getting into baseball. It it started with like a, a local baseball team, and now he's in travel, which I told you about yep. travel baseball, and he's getting coached. He's getting coached by a former minor league baseball player. Okay, so the, it, no attachment to the kids. He's getting learned by somebody that has played, played, and got yeah. paid. Right, and it's it's different because it ain't someone's dad. Yeah, it, trying it to teach them. <laughs> you know, it's it's just <laughs> when I coach, I coached rec for years, uh, and it was weird because I was the only coach who was just a kid. I mean, I was in my twenties coaching because I would coach for school, and then all the kids I cut 
I would then go cut co- co- coach the Babe Ruth League <laughs> and in the cut summer. Get in the Babe Ruth League, and I'd be their coach. Yeah, but, but this I mean, is what I mean. Who are you to cut anybody? No disrespect, <laughs> but that's how I look. No, at I it. think like, Yoder's a real baseball player. No, I'm, bro. no, no I mean, I, but no. I mean, but I mean, like, but like for school ball, I couldn't have seventy-two kids oh, and God. me. See, like that's a tough. You know what I mean? Because now it's like it's a safety issue at that point. I can't watch no. seventy-two kids and 72 you're throwing bats swinging around at the same throwing, time, swinging baseball bats, and then somebody gets knocked in the head. Oh, why weren't you watching? them it's a liability i mean it's just it's not safe you know and so we would have to we would have to make cuts we'd have to reduce numbers so wait, you you don't think he should be cutting is that what you're saying i agree that no, you shouldn't no, no, be cutting, no. i typically. just i again i i know you're a baseball player and i was using yeah. that more as just a generalization like someone's dad is telling my well, but that, child. But that's what I mean. For me, it was different because I wasn't I, somebody's but dad. But that's why I yeah. think family shouldn't be involved. I, I, I think that's not the problem a problem. You just run out. The problem is like you're, then you don't have anybody to run the league and then there's no team. So the, the, the really, I think a lot of that happens out of the necessity because I was a rare gem to have someone who wasn't somebody's dad. Every other team was somebody's, somebody's dad. dad. And then there was just yeah. me who had no attachment to these kids other than, you know, I taught at the school they were at. It, it just opens up all these issues. Like, like no, why, I, I, why are you playing your kid all the time and not mine? Well, like, see, like, like you know, I'm a little biased, but Lainey's my daughter's mother. She coaches the soccer team where they live. She's a great fucking coach. She's a good, you can see the difference in how the team plays. You can hear her on the sidelines coaching every girl. She knows every girl's name. She's really, really good. But I could see someone being like, oh, so, you know, Laney played three minutes longer than Sandra. So what's going on there? Why is she scoring goals and she's not? And it, it can muddy the, muddy the waters a lot. It can, you know, to, yeah, to it do can it say, It does, but, you know, and it, but a good coach can separate that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and like you said, the the proof can be in the pudding. And but and somebody's gonna have exception. There, I mean, I've coached youth sports. I've coached girls basketball for a decade. I coached boys baseball for seventeen years. Like Jesus, you're dude, always you're gonna have somebody doing. I used to umpire. I had to kick. A, oh, I had to God, kick a yeah. dad on Father's Day out of a nine U <laughs> game. Yo, because he was just getting too out of hand with stuff, and he was getting too crazy. And they're questioning every little thing, and you can't enjoy the game. Nobody's enjoying the game. Yeah. He's just well, waiting for the next moment where he perceives a wrong to start, like, making everybody go crazy. Now, you, that guy's about himself, right? He's yeah. doing it because he wants the eyes on him. Because, I like, to freak out at, like, a young youngster, you're a fucking asshole, right? You're, you're the biggest asshole going. But he want, he's waiting for you to mess up. So he can stand up and he can be the guy that everyone kind of fears. He's not doing that for his kid. He's definitely doing that for himself. And it might be overcompensating. Maybe it's a dad who isn't in his kid's life as much, and so yeah, he's trying probably. to he's trying to you know create a memory or do something where. I wonder if know, it's like the heckler, out. like almost like yeah. you know what I mean. Like he wants to coach. Yeah. That's what he's like. Yeah, I'm he, the best coach actually yeah. here. I'm gonna say something. You, you know what, everybody, I'll coach. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm good. I'll, I'll go. I had, a, I had a really, I have a good friend of mine who's also a teacher, and he, his kids were really into baseball, but he didn't know much about baseball. So he would, he would go in and help. But he's like, listen, I'm not a baseball guy. I'm team rah rah, cheer him up. A kid's off to the side. Because your orange have an upset. He'll go over and talk to the kid, get the kid pumped up. He's like, I'm a mental coach. So he went in knowing what his role was going to be. His role wasn't to do anything with instruction. His role was helping manage the team. And if a kid was struggling or having a moment, 
he could go take that kid aside yeah. and and get that kid back on the field and ready to to do. So, you know, you may you find you you find your roles where you can. And it, even if it's just throwing a, some balls at him in a cage on a weekend or taking him to the cage. Batting or, cages are good. I'm saying Steve's point about that triple A guy being like because when you have that dad who's you know, like Albert, you know what I mean? That guy, yeah. like, yeah, why don't you talk to him then? Yeah, like, the you guy, know what I mean? The guy who's really Here's good. the AAA ball yeah. player to be like, yeah, what's this guy's yeah, problem? We yeah, don't, we don't do see that. a lot of that I know. this new league. That's good. See, I, I was a good yeah. pitcher back in the day, man. I, I was a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the Coach Randy's nephew, Josh, he pitched a lot more than I did. I was better than Josh. But I, I that that really tainted me. I didn't like that shit. Well, you get a life. If I ever see Josh. If I ever see Josh at a fuck, I'm gonna. No, I'm just. No, you get a life lesson out of that shit too. Yeah. Like I, I look back, and I mean, a lot of kids. I, I played a lot of organized sports, where the parent was the coach growing up in South yep. Philly, and there were definitely. A huge amount of politics. I'm not saying I deserved opportunity because I was a horrible <laughs> athlete, but I I look back at some of the people that got chances. Who's who knew to coach? Who was friends? It was his friend's son. A lot of that. I I don't. I you know looking back, it's it's crazy. But you get a life lesson out of that. You do. You learn that in life. Sometimes the people it, who know people give what the fuck they want. Tough shit. The world goes I mean, like that. Yeah, that's that, that is that is true. Not for every scenario, but a good portion of it. Sure, you sure. know, it's not yeah. what you know; it's who you know, right? They, people talk that shit all the time. And, and rec leagues, true. and depends on what it is. Like rec leagues should be community leagues, and it should be people from the community that are that are doing it. And it's you know, it's you know, there's something about that that I think it's cool for the kid whose dad's the coach because then, like, so I mean, you know, the, the, there's value in in any of it. I'm a firm believer that things work out the way they're supposed to. And, you know, but I, the rec leagues, you're not talking about rec league. I mean, you, you know, he's talking travel ball. You're talking about travel ball now. Which is a new, fen- it's like this new phenomenon, which, you know, it depends on some people believe it was kind of created out of the philosophy of, oh, you didn't make the Legion team, you didn't make the school team, then we're going to make our yeah. own team. But then it sort of turned into this whole thing now where they're able, to, there's so many people that, played minor league ball, played division one college ball that aren't going on to the majors, that there are a lot of people that you could have coach and do stuff is like it, that. Now. Is it expensive? Is it expensive? Well, I was just going to, I was just going to say that it, it is expensive. Yeah. That's the other thing. And as, as a new parent would, and I don't know if this is just new parent thoughts, but what, what crosses our minds, uh, me, my wife, and certainly Roman's father is like, uh, you you hope he's he's gonna stick with this shit. Oh, dude! Because like the biggest bats. fear is that it's a phase. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're spending good money. Oh, you buy, buy a nice a new glove, of, a new bag. Oh, yeah, cleats yeah. You're hoping it's not year. a phase because he is great yeah, and yeah. and he's into it and he's focused and his grades are up. He's a really good kid. Um, I just hope he st- You know what happens? I kind of feel like when they hit like 14, 15 and they get in the girls, girls it's changes. always like a drop. Well, dude, they, he could come back For at any time and start being like, I want to play guitar now. But, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Like, you're like, what do you mean? He's like, no, I don't want to play baseball. I want to be a fucking guitar player because they're getting all the pussy and you're going to have to deal with that shit. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, well, or they'll embrace it. Like this weekend uh, over at Church of Satire, there's a guy, Tom Nutty, that's a comic oh, out yeah, there Tom that Nutty. works there. Shout His out son. Tom Nutty. Huge into baseball. He had a doubleheader the uh, yesterday, 
and uh, he's got a girlfriend now. And they actually did the thing where they were going to pretend she was throwing out the first pitch. And uh, and then as she turned around at home plate was four, five of his teammates with like the Hoko question mark. And so he used the pregame to ask girl. her to homecoming. Oh, shit. And, made a, and then he went like seven for seven after that. He? <laughs> he was like, he had two okay. great games that day. Um, but like, so, you know, it's one of two things. Because I know when I started dating, I was huge into baseball. It's great, especially when your girlfriend's coming to the game or in the crowd. Yeah. Or, you know, going to meet up with you after practice. So I have I have a firm thing where, like, I read this in a, a book about uh, how to develop grit within people where they persevere and they stick with stuff. And the woman who wrote it basically said that she had a rule that her kids had to do two seasons of something. So if they said they wanted to quit, they had to finish what they had to finish whatever the cycle was season whatever and then they had to do it one more time before they were allowed to quit hmm. okay I wow. think that's so if you're going to try something or do something different or switch most you things had to commit. see what fears what what what, what fears the, the fear that i deal with is that most things in my life or phases. <laughs> so you're <laughs> not like everybody's right like me but you're i mean projecting. here i am at comedy i mean this month was 11 years it's the longest thing it's I've the longest ever. Phase you've had. I mean, this is the <laughs> longest failure ever. It's like, what am I? How much longer can I humanly take this? Yeah. You know, it's like, but I yeah. don't know. You never, and you don't know. You know, you don't know. But you just hope that you're. You just hope you're instilling some sort of values or something so that they're going to be successful adults. So they're not going to be. You know, going through jobs left and right. Yeah, and you want to keep. You definitely want to keep young kids off the street, and, yeah. and yeah. you want. You also want to keep them. Uh, I think another challenge in today's times is you don't want to get them glued into their phone or their computer yeah. Yeah. too. Well, the, you want them he, to be outside. Does he practice outside of his time with the team? Yeah, yeah, the that's kid, a good sign. He that's is a good sign. obsessed. He wants to be outside from the minute he gets home from school. That, let's see, that's a good sign. Running around yeah. on his bike, like he's not this whole like how people say, "Oh, it ain't like when we were younger, where we're out playing and out all day." My stepson is not. He's always out. If okay. it was up to him, rain, snow, he he would never hang yep. in. He's just good. not a homebody. Yeah. Well, like I, I remember so I, when I was I was used to be a member of corporate America and I would hire fire and manage people whenever I heard someone talk about how they like loved basketball or loved thing and then they go but I had a coach and then they go on to say how like it was their the biggest thing in their life but the coach ruined it for them and my back of my head I always kind of felt like that's kind of a I thought it was kind of a weak approach like you absolutely love something but one person is making you like hate it I, I always kind of felt like that was like a cop-out and usually something that someone who like didn't have grit or didn't want to work hard didn't really want to practice so they would blame it on somebody else yeah well, which may, it may have been true at some level but you're right you, i mean you, you, you can apply that to anything though yeah. parenting yep comedy right you oh, just you, got you got to learn how to challenge your energy to something else yeah. you, you could be and comedy is a great example oh i love comedy but i can never get through to any of the booker so i just i just stopped because it was too much oh i love comedy but too many people were getting opportunities just because they knew other people like you could put that you can plug anything in there yeah so i think if you learn that at a young age that one person can ruin an entire experience or like you probably didn't pick you didn't get the lesson you're supposed to get out of it you didn't yeah. get the grid that's for damn that's right. sure <laughs> 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. I definitely did it with basketball. It was the same thing. Like I just was too big and the coach was like the debt, you know, he was the, the, the starting five the that were made up of the friends of the, 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 the guy of the, coach, of the yeah. son of the coach. And like, I just couldn't get on. So, I mean, I, yeah, I eventually just switched to lacrosse, which I loved. It was actually a good thing. It was fine. It's I mean, smart. I could have played ball. I don't know. I never planned on going to college for ball. So yeah, I didn't really care at that point. Then I lost, you know, a bunch of weight. So I feel you on that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's you know, it's sports, it's sports, whatever they're into. It's yeah, I think it's just important that we're all doing something. You got some consistency, and you know, you yeah, got something like, that you're passionate about. You're creating. You're yeah, showing athletic prowess. You're in good, you know, any of that stuff. Like my my daughter's good at soccer. She's good at soccer. She's she's pretty fucking good at soccer. I don't think she's gonna play for very long. I think she's gonna start doing more arts. Right. She's really good. She paints really well. She pick up a ball of clay and just makes things. And you're like, that's awesome. What the hell is that? Nonetheless, she she's passionate. She sees it through. She picks it up. She doesn't put it down. She's, she's through with it. I'll take that as now, a Somebody way. just asked me recently, how would you feel if your kids wanted to be artistic? And I, I mean, What'd I don't know. Would you consider us artistic as comics? Someone, yeah. told, so me, like, someone told me that what we did was, my dad told me what we did as an art form. So it's day. like, it's like th this is my thing. I've taken, early on, I took comedy classes, and I know everybody has their opinion about comedy classes, whatever it may be, but like, I feel like the one thing that no one ever wants to project in show business ever is how important it is in anything you do in life right now is to have multiple streams of income. Anything, I don't care what you do, find ways to hustle, and constantly be making money outside of whatever it is that you love. That's the secret. Like if if my daughter wanted to get into stand up or be a writer or my step, I, I would say to them, you better find a job to support your dream or your like. Yeah, that's the one thing I kind of like. Feel like mm -hmm. I figured out on my own because a lot of veteran comics wouldn't say that. Right. Yeah. Veteran comics well, wouldn't say that. Actually, it's funny when you started talking. I thought you were going to take that on a level of like nobody wants to say. Everybody wants to say that they were just sword in the stone, like they were just able to play. Oh, they were the one who was, you able know, to, and like yeah. to like. Whereas I, I think there's a lot of value, like thinking because where my head went with that was like too is like whether it's comedy classes or getting a hitting coach. There's value in like learning the ins and outs of something and not just playing ball or not just going up and telling a funny story like dumb, dumb there's, luck in there's it. some value in like really learning the ins and outs in the artistry that's where it is an artist thing it's not like i'm just getting up and telling a crazy story that happened to me i'm crafting something to elicit a response from somebody in the same way that i'm working on a grip of a pitch to be able to throw a pitch that's going to go where you don't anticipate it going or doing so i think there's a lot of that's the cool part that's why i think comedy is a an artist an artist i would me. i would deem it in an art form but like but you could do that anything i mean like they're like when i was like fielding a baseball or hitting a baseball like like, you know, you could even argue that. I think there's an artistry to the the footwork that an infielder has to do to get efficient steps to that. There's, you know, so, I mean, anything I think has artistry. The, the thing I feel bad about young people that are creative or are into sports or anything is how important it is that they have to fail to be successful you at got it. it. Yeah. Well, there's this how mentality. You, how do you, to well, how do you say that to a kid? Yeah, well, that's they want to be perfect it. or they don't want to do it. So that's the other fear is, like, you know, my daughter didn't want to do field hockey because she had this one 
random experience where she had been doing deck hockey and she hated that she couldn't use both sides of the stick or whatever. And she got weird about it. And then my wife signed her up for this two hour like session at the sportsplex just to get introduced to field hockey. And she was like fighting it. But we said, well, we signed you up. You're going to go. And actually she was on the older end of the range and none of the other girls had any idea. So she actually, she was, was like, a, like a little bit of an expert and she didn't even realize it. And she just needed that moment to push through to be like, yeah, you might not be perfect or you might not be. doesn't mean you shouldn't try. It doesn't mean you can't have fun. And that's the other mentality. The people who you can't play everybody on a team. So, you know, if we, we would keep 18 kids on the varsity roster for baseball and six of them wouldn't see the light of day for the entire season. That's that. That's a tough position. To be. You know what I mean. But to answer to answer your question, I just I'd say it's part of the game. That's, when when the failures happen, so that's part of that's part of the game. That's yeah. what you signed up for. That's what I say. That's what you signed up for. Have you ever gotten? It's going to be. Have you guys ever gotten cut? Um, I never got cut. Uh, one year I didn't try. Well, I was in ninth grade. I didn't. I didn't even try out because I, just, I knew I wasn't going to make it. Yeah. And my grades were shit. But but uh, but I, I got I got cut. How did from, that feel? That hurt. Ooh. Man, that hurt. That hurt. Yeah. That what hurts. what hurt the, the that you weren't good enough for the fact that you were like a little bit embarrassed and you knew that people were probably well you were trying to play f uh, you know female volleyball <laughs> we knew it <laughs> no, was a problem it was kind no. of an issue they're like I Steve got, you I got do I got cut from basketball teams I got cut from baseball teams I just I a lot of times how I did got, you find out you got cut the list on the wall the right list, the list on the wall or did they read the names in front of everybody out loud yeah oh yeah. <laughs> Out loud um, was basketball, and then baseball. Like I didn't want to. I, I should have never got into it from the get go because I I knew, but all my friends were doing it. Right. All how my did, friends. How did were they doing tell it. you that you didn't make the team? I think, I think what ended up happening was. I think the guy had like a sit down with my father. Well, I tell you what, talk we about <laughs> talk about awkward. Now that I think, now that I really think back, I think the coach like said like, "What are we going to do with like, him?" Doing his thing, permission like, to cut you, it was like you know, like, you, like, yeah, I got a spot for him, like like he can dress, but it's like, yeah. like I, I, like, I, you could be the manager. Yeah, yeah, I've had those yeah you know, you know, I, I feel like really early on, I, I because everybody else was good at sports and doing it like at a young age i felt like the need that i had to get now i embrace the fact that i wasn't a good athlete so yeah, people... well, you know yeah. nobody wants to you want to believe you're but like well going back to the we what we would do at schools i would talk to the kids individually so the last the ones that got cut yeah or all, the, everybody yeah so the ones that were getting the ones that were getting uh that weren't going to make the team I would have a one-on-one -on -one and sit down and, wow. and talk to them. We also started doing <laughs> That's tough. numbers. Yeah, a, lot it was tough. a lot of tears on that. Well, oh yeah, you yeah. get tears. Yeah, so seventh grade boys. Yeah, totally. Um, and what, but uh, what were you what, before you go into that? What were you saying? So a kid sitting in front of you, and you're like, "Hey, is, is it you know like at hard knocks when they walk to the coach's office, they know they didn't get make the team? Was it like that? Uh, at that point, I don't. I mean, I'm sure there were like. I just would pull them aside as the at, towards the end and just like the end of the school day yeah, or the at the end, end of the, of the practice, okay. you know, and then I would just you know have a conversation with them and I'd be like, like "Listen, fire, Jimmy, fire super a kid, yeah, lo yeah, love that you this came is out." Be your last I said, "If I'm gonna if I'm gonna us. be honest with you, you're not in the top 16." Okay, gotcha. so okay, you say that to little yeah. Jimmy. He looks at you. 
his eyebrows start quivering, his lip goes, yeah. and you're like, shit, Jimmy's going to cry. And then he starts crying. What do yeah. you do? I said, Jimmy, totally cool. Why don't you go take a moment, go down to the locker room, go get some water, put some water on your face, splash it off. Mm-hmm. And then if you're ready, come on back out. Keep taking some swings because the goal is for you well, to get better. What if he's a dickhead kid and goes, put water on my face? <laughs> Fuck you, Jay Yoder. What if, <laughs> what if yeah, I've already these are the kids I grew up with. Yeah. They would say that. I'm like, yo, yeah. calm down. What are we going to do? I was like, yeah. all right, then have at it, brother. Have you been cursed? You've been cursed out before or no? Not by a kid. No. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, so then the kids Classy. Crying, so then you he... grew up around a classy. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. even know if I can curse <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, I am curse so sorry. You got to beep that. He's beep like, that. Minute 50. <laughs> I you can curse. So, so then he comes back and you say, hey, you weren't like, you, you you good enough and maybe next year? And Yeah, oh, I said, yeah, please. I said, the rec ball tryouts are going to be here. Make sure you go there. Make sure your family looks up, you know, the organization. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of places wow. for you to keep playing and you should come back next year. Because, okay. you, know, you, you know, there are plenty of people who play on the varsity team right now who didn't make it in 7th and 8th grade mm-hmm. team. You know? And then parents. Money. How many parents and came and give you shit? You know what? To be honest, when you sit down and you have the honest conversation with the kid, I can count on one hand how many times. Oh, like, they mostly, they respected it. Like, the kids were the kids respected it. I, I learned all 70 of their names in the three days of tryouts. Okay. And, we, you know, we would taper them back. And, you you know, you gave them every opportunity to, to to show what if they could handle it or not or if they because that it was hard because it was a big field too so some of them just needed another year they weren't ready to make that throw from uh, third to first you know or and it's shit, just yeah. like one of those things where and if it was someone who really felt I'm like you know I, I would allow them to come practice with us be with us they would help do the book during the games um, so the sport that I was good at I was good at tackling and blocking. So I I oh, I, wa- I was good at football until oh. I got the scar. Football, it was a football injury. Like I was in the football. Yeah. And uh, w- looking back now, tell me if you guys remember this. Remember how like in in certain sports, people would get opportunities at like freshman sophomore year to like play varsity, varsity yeah. Be- yeah because they just hit puberty before everybody <laughs> yeah, else right. so everybody would be like yo who's number nine yeah, yeah. they think he's gonna get like drafted <laughs> by notre dame no he's not he's just yeah. fucking like oh remember that kid oh, in basketball remember that kid he, he, a six foot four eighth grader I, there, yeah, was, there yeah. was a kid in the neighboring town he was six seven in eighth grade but now you bump into them now and they're fucking <laughs> they look like they're, 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 if they're if you're well, if you yeah, guys are both 40 that guy looks, looks like, like a schlep yeah, yeah, yeah now that guy ended up being pretty good at ball but i know what you mean like these tall kids you're like oh this this he's he's the one and then by the time you're seniors you're all the same height and he kind of fucking sucks anyway because he never had to get better yeah yeah I've i seen call that it one. peaking young yeah, peaking young. Well, yeah. we had a few of that. I had a we had a couple athletes that just were beasts, and I was like, oh wow. But then when they got older, they just when everyone else had puberty, out. when everyone else had puberty, it was like, oh, I'm tall too. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of short. And, or they got away on just brute strength, and they never they sat down no to skills. really learn the mechanics. We had a guy who was throwing heat, uh, could throw ninety, but you didn't know where he was. You know where it was yeah. going to go, and like it was just one of those things that you know. Just, you know what you always know? got me about that phenomena is. You got a kid, he's 6'6 six, six in 10th grade, right? You make him the center because he's 6'6. Six, six. If he wants to go play at Syracuse, Duke, Kentucky, 6'6, six, six, you're like, you're the wingman. Yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're like a tall point guard. Yeah, you're like, you know what I mean? But in in, in high school, you're the center. Well, that's the other so thing. So you, you put him in these positions where he can't he can't go to Michigan State and even try out because he's gonna he's not ready. You know what I mean? So if you want them to be good, you have to really kind of look and be like, oh, you're really good now, but- 
like we they, they used to yell at the tall kids if they shot three pointers. Yeah. They were like, "Why would you do that? You're so right. tall. You should be down there." But then it's like, if I want to go to the next level, I got to shoot forty seven percent from here. Yeah, that's like, a problem. That's why so many. That's why you get like yeah. IMG academies and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. where they're yeah. like, "Bree," because yeah. we would play those. Like when we would go down to Florida for the baseball team, we would play them. We would, they would let us play like their C team or whatever. Yeah, and they were just like, but hey, like, hey, uh, but we would play these all star academies when we would go down there and get some scrimmages and. Like and you're like, was, oh, are you the center? No, yeah, like Johnny Damon. Yeah. Like, Johnny yeah. Damon's kid went to the one school, yeah. and like the field was gorgeous. Like, but like you know, yeah, yeah, you see kids with like weighted bats that are like eighty people. pounds. Like, Dude, like this, you're like Jesus. We went into the bathroom, and at, above the toilet was like a thing to see how dehydrated the color of your pee. It was like, it looked like a Home Depot swatch. Yeah, and you're from like the the, the, the Pennsylvania yeah. public yeah, school. Like, yeah, like, they're yeah. like, they're like, analyze your pee to see how dehydrated yeah, like, you wow, are. this is insane. Like they were just next level. Yeah, Everything no, was next. It's just amazing. That's how, the, so that. the city, the city when I played, I was the last graduating class of all boys, St. John Newman. But there was one Catholic school, I think they were called Joe Prep. Yes, yeah, they were press. such yeah. a respectable, uh, good athletic program, and like I remember meeting one of their players, and like their weight training program yeah, compared to yeah, ours, like yeah, yeah, we literally yeah. showed up. There was dust. <laughs> like there was a bar, right? They had like a pen and paper. You had to sign in. This the, you would walk. You would see pictures of their facility. Oh my! It's God. like an NFL. Yeah, yep. Well, campaign. when I was when I finished high school. I, I graduated high school. I was seventeen. So going to my senior year, I was seventeen years old. I I, I hadn't grown. I get, I didn't become. I didn't really start becoming a man. I was a late bloomer. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Not gonna lie to listeners. And uh, they're like, let's let's even get him do a prep school year. They we me and my me and my dad went up to New England. Started looking at these prep schools. It's like it's like the Malvern preps. It's like it's like Taft, Choate, these fucking school. They're nicer than ninety percent of the colleges I visited. Fucking beautiful facilities. Now I didn't get in. But fucking, be, and it's like the same thing. They got these weight programs. They got strength and conditioning coaches for high school. I went to a public school. We had, we, the, we, our basketball coach was taping our ankles. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He, he was, he was exactly. telling us how to lift weights. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing. These guys have a whole staff in these beautiful facilities. And it's like, fuck, man. And then those are the kids you see playing for Duke. They're the ones you see like, like going up right. because- you're trying to dodge shit. athlete's foot. Just like, dude, get your dollar store <laughs> flip flops in there. Yeah. You're gonna get athlete's foot. No, we weren't even doing that. We were just pissing on our feet. We're talking about the kids that we remember getting chances because of who they know and stuff. How about like looking back at like how some of these coaches or like friends of yours' parents were like assholes or yeah, yeah, they, yeah. like now and now that you're a parent, sometimes you look, you think back. Yeah, or I mean, I, I, a lot, no offense, teachers too. Oh my god, you look yeah, back, you're like, that guy back, was you're like I was fucking 16. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that yeah. that bitch said that to yeah, me, exactly. like he's a bitch. Like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. So I have my math teacher, was her son played up, he was in seventh grade, and I was in eighth, and he played with us on the eighth grade team, and uh, and so she like she made some kind of comment. 
about like my like level of play during math class and i was like well maybe if your son wasn't in our way like <laughs> oh, and, wow. good for you and like she was just being like she was like <laughs> good for you she made but you're the student you're comment. the student yeah, in I was this a student. one yeah. she was like some kind of scenario where it's like oh i don't want to see your math skills go as bad like she made some what kind of bitch. comment she was she was a raging bitch i had yeah. a sixth grade substitute i can't believe i still remember this sixth grade substitute teacher burnt out she should have retired i don't know why she, an older woman this has nothing to do with the sex of the the the, the teacher she like he's like it was good she, <laughs> she had the balls to tell a 12 year old kid in front of a classroom that he was that that he was a clumsy a clumsy like she dug into me Jeez. Really dug into me, like, and you look back, you're like, "That's you, not how you manage <laughs> children, yeah, or any human being." To any fucking kid, like, but, but I, I, know I, bl but I like, blame everybody. I blame her. I blame the school. I blame, I blame everybody. Yeah, that, that's yeah, uh, had to she be. Probably just had a bad day, and you just dude, like, dude, I, I, I probably, I probably, her have, husband left her that morning. The dog died. I probably have the story of all stories, Matt, and I'll never forget this one. This, I, I don't know if I should say his name. I really <laughs> no, don't know if I, I should say his name. Okay, he's like, he's like, don't do that. Where I'm from, this guy, he was a history teacher, old burnout. He was, he was kind of a creep. Everyone knew he was a little creepy. He, he was always looking at girls in the cheerleading outfits and shit. We were talking about the Civil War. We do this whole thing, and then when we when we get done, he goes, "And Albert, it was all your fault." <laughs> yeah. So class full of white kids, teachers white, school full of white kids. Right. He goes, Albert, it was all your fault. And I was like, what the fuck? Same thing. Like, dude, you you just said that. I was like 13. I was like, you just said it like a 13-year-old fucking kid. Like, and Say his name. <laughs> Say that. He's Neil Beicher. <laughs> Shit, he's one of the Neils. Google dude, him. It's always the yeah, history really, teachers. Right? Our, ours at dude, our Catholic like, school had lost his job at the public school because he ended up marrying a former student after she graduated. Yo. And he had lost his license, but he was able to still teach or whatever. Wow. And he taught at our Catholic school, and he was a creeper too. It's always the... It's none of those guys. Yeah, okay. Wow, so he lost his he lost his job at the public school public for school, grooming because he had married he ended and the up Catholics were like after she <laughs> the Catholics were like you'll fit it really some of them I don't even want to think about I that know. shit that I got a daughter yeah it's like it's amazing uh, yeah so you know every every school's got their got their oh, gems oh and even God. now you know like did did you see that thing on TikTok? I think it was on TikTok school bus driver the bus is stopped the kids have the windows down and are audibly crying. And I get the bus driver just stopped the bus and wouldn't let the kids off the bus. And they're going, you better let those kids off that bus. And it was a whole thing. The woman got arrested, but like the kids were, and then eventually one of the kids opened like the safety thing and they're like, the kids came running out. I don't really know what happened, but like, yeah, that's like, the that, shit that, that, that's a whole other issue. Buses, bus, buses. bus drivers. <laughs> I, I had, that's as a stepdad, I didn't know that. When you put your kid on a bus, a lot of times bus drivers, they just drive the bus. Yeah. They're not there to yeah. calm the kids down. No. I had no idea. You're you're like putting them on a maniac, 
a, rode a, 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 like a prison on wheels. Well, yeah. well, <laughs> because Roman Roman don't get bullied, but apparently they have the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, and the eighth graders Boys. all together on one bus. Oh, and then you got like that eighth grade kid life piece that's like hyper and he's just like a big dude and he's pushing, pushing shoving, choking, smashing. Hair. So one day Roman comes home with a smashed lunch and that ain't like him. And I, and, and you know, we're asking him all day, why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? And then eventually he broke down to my wife. He was like, ah, oh, the older kid. So, you know, I, I hope I handled it right. I still don't know. I, I, what'd you do? I, I dropped him off at school the next day. I didn't let him take the bus and I talked to the principal. I said, look, I just want to let you know, the kid never gets bullied. He's pretty good at making friends. Yeah. Um, I said, he he just randomly came home with a smashed lunchbox of, of his whole lunch. But what was odd, and this is what I wanted to tell her, he calls me when he gets on the bus because they pick him up on the corner. I didn't know this. Every time he would call me, the kids would be screaming, cursing in the background. You, and oh, for 11 even, years old, know. that's not normal. Right. I'd be like, who said that? Oh, nothing, Steve. I'm fine. You know, and I wouldn't make an issue of it. Yeah. But then you factor in this smash, all this stuff. Yeah. But it's true. You don't know. Well, that yeah. person's busy. They're busy driving a goddamn bus. Oh, my God. Could you imagine driving a fucking bus full of kids? I wouldn't want that. You can't oh get bus drivers. There's such a bus You talk about right unrewarding jobs. Oh, yeah. my God. You, you're damned it's, if you damn damned if you don't. Yeah, right? you're like, just let's get these kids off and out and away <laughs> it's from hard. them. It is. It's like, I couldn't imagine. God bless the bus drivers. Well, like, man. when you start, I think when you start driving around, like, high school kids... It probably gets pretty fucked up. I remember they're kids mean. Be like kids smoking mean. cigarettes out of the back of the bus. <laughs> yeah, now they're vaping out of the back of the bus. Well, me yeah. and my friends, <laughs> me and my friends, South Philly jerk offs. We we would we would break the bus drivers' ball, like oh, say yeah. stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, every now and then you got one that just wasn't having it. Like, <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? Like every now and then. Yeah, I don't know every if it's excited. Like older family members be like, at a certain point, I felt bad for the butt. Like, I remember being a kid oh, and being like, "Yo, this, this is, is kind of nuts." Yeah. Like yeah. because it's not easy to drive a bus. Oh, no. like those hard turns. Oh my god, it's fucking, fucking Philly. Everybody like, fucking beeping. And you want me to teach your children or make sure they behave? There's construction. You need like a bus marshal. You need somebody that's on there. Yeah, just awesome. to like navigate. I know some buses do. Some some do have to do that. Or well, you hear a principal sometimes will ride a bus when it gets real bad. The principal, because my my daughters are on a bus that goes to the Section Eight housing because we're right down the street street from there, and we couldn't let my older daughters now going to that school, but we couldn't put her on the normal bus, so we fought for her to get a separate bus because the bus driver would always pull the bus over to to reprimand the kids. Oh, and that would fuck uh, with and her too she, much. Well, so Alicia could not have dealt with that. That would have like set you'd have a whole other slew of problems on your right. Well, in your in your opinions, like, do you think who who do you blame in that situation? Like, I, when me and my wife talk about it now, what happened with the whole bus thing is like I say, we're to blame the parents. I really do believe that. I don't think you can blame the bus driver. I don't think you can really blame the kid. He's just being a kid. He's just being a kid. I think, well, I think parents just are collateral to blame. Damage. Most, of, most of the shit parents are to blame, I would say. Yeah, yeah, that's I what I said to my wife. I said, we, we didn't do our homework. I think these things happen and, when kids and, go on the bus And that together. kid's that's parents right. never said things like, leave your fuck, keep your hands to yourself. 
And yeah, so I, th- well, I think a lot their of their brains—they're developing. They're stupid. Like you know, what I mean, like they're—they're they're not going to be rational, logical human beings all the time. And when there's unstructured time, your playground, your bus—that's your, your no. There's saying. no yeah. presence. There's no. It's, no that's, presence. That's when the real stuff happens. And but that's part of school. That's always been that way. You know, what I mean, that's where kids talk about the stuff that they won't talk about yeah. in the classroom. That's, uh, do you do you tell your do you tell Roman like? Like someone fucks you, like just punch him in the nose, like that kind of shit, or do you tell him to get away? Like, how do you? I, the conversation really hasn't came up much, but I remember at first he didn't like the idea that we we started taking him to school and we took him off the bus. And I said to him, I said, "Listen, you're a fourth grader; he's an eighth grader." If he was, a, I want you to understand something. If he was a fifth or a sixth grader, you might still be on yeah, the bus was. and have to figure it out and stick up for yourself. And how did he take? How did he take? And it? I think he understood. Yeah. I, and I think I yeah. said the right thing to a boy. Yeah. yeah. You know, it ain't like I, I. Oh, he's getting bullied. I didn't. I didn't look at it like that. Mm-hmm. I felt like shame on me and my wife. For it was a learning experience yeah. that that you know we put him on this. Well, and you had the means that you didn't have to. It's like one thing if you had to, like you know, mm. there were no options for me. I had to take the bus because my mom was already gone to work. But if you if you have the wherewithal, then you're like, oh, okay, well then we can control the environment here, and otherwise, you know, you deal with it, and you know, and that's the difference. I took my daughter to Pottstown High School's track the other day because my buddy runs like a little fitness thing. So I was like, oh, she'll ride her bike. We'll go so- just do some extra walking, get outside. And the kids who clearly don't have parents that are caring about where they are are like just wandering around the bleachers, yeah. hopping up and down. Every other word's a curse word that's transitioning out of their mouth. See, like I'm starting to notice that shit now. That From I'm, the other kids, not your Well, side. now that I'm a, now that I'm around yeah. kids that age now, and I'm in a, like, I notice right away, I'm like, his parents aren't around. Yeah. Like, they, like they, I don't know yeah. if I want roaming in that environment that's a bad situation because i know if they're acting like this with adults Uh around yeah god knows well but he wouldn't want to be around that either you know what i mean yeah yeah, the kids would see that i mean i I get i get we were we were at the fucking sky zone this weekend and uh i you know so laney's eight all right she's doing the things she's she's eight she's an eight-year-old girl but like the 10, 11, 12-year-old boys start coming around and they just want to play on the same shit that Laney's on. Laney's not as fast as they are, not as strong as they are. Now, these dudes, and this is over in South Jersey, really cool kids. But I've seen those kids turn into real assholes and like really be kind of, di- like, you're going too slow. You're not, mm-hmm. you're stupid. And like, I'll let them like kind of figure stuff out. But when it, if it starts getting like disrespectful or like you're like talking away to my daughter that I don't think you should, then... I get I get a little worked up and then I yeah. start looking around and then the other parents see me looking and they usually like come and intervene because I don't like that shit. So when do you think is an appropriate time for you to talk to someone else's kid? For me, that, oh. that's that's a thing that I think about all the time. Okay, like right. when, think, when's it? When oh. can I go up to your kid? I think I go up to you first. You go up to the parent first. I don't go up to the kid. No, I break them up. No. And then, Unless, I pull, and then I pull you aside and I say, hey, this is what I observed. This now, is what I observed. I want you to be aware of this. Yeah, I think you that's know, smart. You know, what, what, if you saw, what if you saw a boy 
an older boy strike your younger daughter? Do you think you would be? Do you think you would do anything, or do you think you would pick your daughter up and walk over to the man? Over? I don't even want to think about right, that. Right, that's I that's don't the know. one I don't like. That's the one I don't. Yeah, like. I don't need. That's a tough. That's the one. But parents got to be there. That's the thing we were just talking about. Like the, if your parents are kids, don't act like, like an asshole when their parents are watching. Yeah. They do when their parents aren't around. I hover a little bit and I look at those little motherfuckers. Like try it, you know. Like I mean, I'm not trying to shake them down, but I don't want. Don't bring that shit around my kid. Yeah. So I look at him like I, I see what's going on here. I like the Albert <laughs> Davis. I like the Albert Davis soft power. Uh, she, you know what I mean? You definitely power. bring your presence right off the yeah, gate. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Especially in the sky. First of all, in the sky zone, I establish myself as the alpha of all day. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm hanging. I'm swinging. I'm jumping. I'm flipping. They oh, know you're involved. Oh, they. Oh, yeah. I'm. I'm they know. The, he's, I there, he's there for him. I went to those trampoline. I went to those trampoline parks. Man, there ain't no way. Oh, dude, I'm swinging no, around playing dodgeball. I'm dunking the basketball. Yeah, because you're in doing double flips. I got side titty. I ain't. I ain't having. Hanging or jumping or anything, <laughs> you're an in shape guy. Like you can do that stuff. Yeah, right. Oh, with that. But I, I, I don't. Cause I just don't want. Now, I, in a perfect world, my daughter would be able to handle herself, and I want her to get to that point. I don't think she's gonna. I don't know if she's ever gonna get to that point. But she's also, eight. Jesus. <laughs> but she doesn't. She doesn't. Yeah, have she like, doesn't have to keep her left hand up. She doesn't have like. Jay? A, no, you know, like, she doesn't have like that. Yeah, you know, how that kid has an attitude who's like, no, you, you know what I mean? We'll look at another kid and be like, no, you shut up. She's not that kid. Yeah. If someone told her shut up, she'd probably be like, like, why are you saying that to me? I don't really like that. I'm going to go the other way. Now, Skylar would be like, no, you shut up. Skylar's the younger one. She yeah. would stick up for herself. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. You know, it's. It's a long fucking journey. So you got anything you want to plug? Uh, this will be out next week. Uh, uh, com. Everything. Perfect. That's smart. Short and sweet. I like Beautiful. it. Beautiful. Yep. Thank you. How about you, Albert? I'll yeah. be on a show with Steve Rinaldi Comedy up at Soul Jewel, 7 for 7. Oh, That's yeah, at the end minute. of the month, last Thursday yeah. of the month. Yeah, yeah. out there getting it. Doing yeah. monthly, monthly show at Soul Jewels. Yep. Yeah. How about yeah. you? What you got going and then, on? Well, 29th, we have a late night laughs at Soul Jewels as well. Oh, yeah, it's uh, on the calendar. Yeah, so I'm going uh, to be in, uh, where is it? Uh, Fort Washington. Uh, okay. With uh, Cisco Hernandez. Oh yeah, okay. Old Cisco Veteran Hernandez Veteran show down in Fort Washington at the VFW. Oh, nice. And we got a couple uh, New York gigs coming up this week, and some be up at the Tiny Cupboard and uh, Gotham on Friday. Nice. Yeah, so we're bouncing around. Jyodercomedy.com. You know the you know the drill. What about you, Neil? Oh, uh, yeah, check me out. Oh, don't forget to like and subscribe to iTunes. Write us a review. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Give us. us a little something there. Fuck. Um, yeah, let us know about There's tons of stories that we shared. Share your story. Let us know oh, about, yeah. you know, parenting sports or if you remember something. Yeah, share all that stuff. We, we want to be hear. on, text, email, whatever. Leave a <laughs> yeah, message. Yeah, sure. Maybe we'll have you on. Yeah, That's yeah. something good to talk about. Holler at us. Uh, you can check all my stuff at iamnealwood.com uh, or uh, James Wood Art if you want to hire me for something. But yeah, and get over to Drop Tent, check out all the other podcasts on the network, and uh, you can check out all our shows over there. Biggest Little Comedy right there, droptent.com. But uh, yeah, thanks, guys. There it is. Another um, episode. Seriously, Dad. Seriously, Dad. Thank you for listening to the Dads for once. Give these daddies a break. And maybe follow, subscribe, like, and comment to the dads on Instagram and YouTube at Seriously Dad Pod. Rate and review Seriously Dad Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Seriously, Dad. How you doing? This is Neil Wood from the Cult of Us Podcast. Speaking on behalf of Drop 10 Media Network.
network you're currently listening to. Make sure to check out all the other podcasts on the network. You can go to drop10.com to check them all out. Make sure to like, subscribe on everything that you see Drop 10 on. We appreciate it. Go to drop10.com now. This has been a Drop 10 Media Production.